Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. And recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to post game here in Memphis. I am cuddled up in a freezing cold Liberty Bowl press box. It is unbelievable how cold it is up here. I didn't come dressed for it. I, it was supposed to be like 60, and then this press box, like, I don't think it's heated. And, anyways, I'm just being a little baby. I hope you all are having a great uh, holiday. Let's get to it. Iowa State uh, loses a really tough one uh, to Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. I'll break it all down for you with what I was able to see. Uh, you know, there's a couple of really big warts on this game. The the running game by Iowa State's offense. Um, I, I think I we'll, we'll start there and then we'll go into the defense and, and everything that went wrong. I, I think, guys, we've seen this before this year. My my analysis on this Iowa State offense is that uh, you've got a you've seen it a couple times now this year, and I'm kind of considering everything post Ohio because that's when everything started to change with this team. It's a very different team schematically, but I, we've seen time and time again where I think Iowa State goes in with the game plan, thinking that they're going to be able to run the football better than they actually could. I don't know if I blame them. Uh, this Memphis team, uh, you, you come into today and their rushing statistics throughout the year defensively were really horrible, uh, really bad. And it didn't matter. Uh, zero rushing yards for Iowa State today. And I just thought it took Iowa State too far, too long in this football game to get out of that mode. Listen, um, Rocco Beck, for what it's worth, Sets a Iowa State single game passing record today with 446 yards, and he wasn't protected very well either. I think that Rocco was running around a lot, uh, so the pass pro wasn't great either. Um, but I, I just it felt like, especially in that third quarter, you're back into the game. You know, you get down 19-0, make it a comeback, you make the thing interesting, you give up that bad field goal before the end of the first half, but it's still, it's a game, right? And I just thought, I, I really wanted them to come out and just forget the run, do their cyclone air raid thing and just go. And when they did, it worked. You know, what did Iowa State end up with? Their average completion was like 20 yards per completion. Yeah. So, you know, th that's my critique of it. I think that we've seen over the years uh, with Matt, where you kind of overthink what you can do up front on your offensive line. Now, this group got a lot better from game one to where they were at the end of the year. I, I, I don't think that should be overlooked. Completely different team offensively than what Iowa State saw at the end of the year or beginning of the year to the end. But we see that it's just a trend that I've picked up on, and I think they looked at Memphis – and they looked at what they had been doing at the end of the season, and you thought you could run the ball today, and you just couldn't. It wasn't there. <laughs> there was nothing for Abu Sama. So that's my take on that. We will. I'll get more into it, um, but that that's something that you know I do think that they made progress with this year, as far as 
you know, going outside of your comfort zone just a little bit and airing this thing out. And I think that that carries on to next year. That is the hope, but they still got to keep getting better up front. Like, right. Like that's where this thing could go from being a good offense, which it was this year, statistically, by all means to a great one with all those guys coming back. And, you know, hopefully there's some portal stuff that'll come with that. It's not all going to be done there, though. Uh, a lot of development has to be done in the offseason with that offensive line. A little bit like a broken record here, but I do think, you know, if we could all take a step back, quoting Gary Patterson there, you will absolutely see a, a group that got a lot better. And, you know, this Ryan Clanton sounds like he's pretty legit. And um, I'm I'm bullish on where they're going, but today was a a massive disappointment to have zero running yards against uh, this Memphis team. That and I'll give them credit. Memphis, I think, scouted Iowa State really well. I thought, you know, it was a weird atmosphere. There were a ton of Iowa State fans, but there were clearly more Memphis fans. And I just thought there was so much more energy on Memphis's side. Now that it, it helps when you hit a 70-yard pass, right, on your first possession, it gets everybody juiced up. It really did. The last time these two teams play, I, I it was this incredible atmosphere um, that I'll never forget. It was one of the coolest sporting atmospheres I've ever been to. Today, it felt like Iowa State was playing in a road game, and I didn't necessarily feel that in 2017. Uh, you're not going to hear me uh, question effort. Uh, I see a lot of that. Um, I, I I don't do that because I, I don't think that's fair. It looked like one team was more energetic to begin, though. And that that's not – this. I'm talking like kickoff, sidelines jumping. And, and that Memphis, you could tell, had a huge emphasis on this game. They're trying to get into a power league. They're trying to get into the Big 12. And I think they wanted to use this as a, uh, hey, look at us type thing. And and they most certainly did. And um, they're the they're the better team today. Yeah, I, I'm one guy in here right now. You, Anthony saying Memphis is not a good football team. You, you're wrong, Anthony. Like that that is a good football team. They just won 10 games. I know they're in the American, but they they played well with SEC teams like that. That's a really good offense that Iowa State saw today. I'll get into the defense and. Um, I I saw it when when the bull projection came when when it came out. I I didn't like the matchup for Iowa State. Um, and then I I give them a lot of credit. They protected their quarterback better than I thought they would. But now we'll get into the defense. Um, I really really was disappointed. I thought Iowa State would be able to get some more pressure, and and that was really the key. When you, when you can't get pressure with three in this defense and you're down a potential first-round draft pick in TJ Tampa and Malik Verdone in your secondary, man, it really limits you. So, like, if you would have said, you know, the key to this game coming into it, what is it for Iowa State? It was the ability to get pressure. And they didn't pressure the quarterback at all. That's where it started. And then you got to put these guys on an island, and Iowa State's guys got beat a lot. Tackling was not good today. One of the bad tackling games of the season for Iowa State. Maybe the worst. I don't know. That's it's a big statement. But it, it just wasn't good. And um, the, and the, Memphis's offense is legit. Their defense is, is not, if you go over the course of a 13-game season. Their offense is legit. I don't think anybody 
question that my question coming into this one was how their line would hold up being down a couple of guys from the portal and they did really well. And that's an, again, like we talk about up front with Iowa state offensively, where can you get better defensively? To me, that's what I have circled the ability to pressure the quarterback with three. Okay. And that was a big struggling point for Iowa state this year. I think they can get better at linebacker too. The good news is you, you watch some of these younger guys, the McLaughlin's of the world, Caleb Bacon, and you, you you see some you see some potential there. But there's definitely room to grow up front on both sides of the ball. Um, it's just such a big deal with the dime stack. And if you're getting nothing, uh, and that Memphis kid is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, and he made Iowa State pay today. He had a couple of those bombs those big plays that were really good plays. Like it, it I would say it was out of position a lot, uh, but a lot of those plays, man, like that, that first pass, the 70 yarder, it's like, man, you just hit him in stride. Like um, just, I don't know. Uh, I just felt like, you know, this isn't even a, if ands or butts type game for me, Iowa state got its butt kicked it happens sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't expect this. Uh, I thought a few things would go differently for Iowa State than than what they did. I did, I did think uh, that it was going to be a really high scoring football game. It wasn't as high as I thought it would be, but it was close. I mean, it definitely went over the total. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, I just the more I watched Memphis leading up to this, I started to worry about Iowa State holding up defensively. Once I got down here, I started to really feel like Malik Verdone wouldn't be playing, and you I, you can really go with Iowa State's defense the last two years when Verdone or Cooper are out, and they're out a lot because they play so physically. Either of those guys go out and the defense really drops off. Now you take TJ Tampa off of that, and you weren't able to get the pass rush you were hoping for. It kind of spells out a disaster, and that that's truly what happened uh, for Iowa State today, and it's just bad tackling. And there's no excuse for bad tackling. That It's just – Especially you, you, you expect bad tackling in early September. Uh, this is an Iowa State football program that has prided itself on being a really good tackling team over the years, and it and it simply, it simply wasn't today. So there you go. That is my initial reaction to this thing. Hey, listen, still a really good season. I mean, I know everybody's ticked off tonight, but if you would have told me in September that I'd be sitting here and Memphis covering a bowl game, I would have been surprised. If you would have told me they'd win seven at that point, I'd been shocked. And uh, still a lot of really good things coming, I think, for this program. No doubt today was a stinker. Didn't see it coming at all. Uh, but it is what it is. Th- these bowl games are so finicky as far as, you know, motivation and sit outs. I saw two really motivated teams leading up to this one. And again, I I will not question effort. I think it, I'm telling you, just being here, Memphis was popping more. Like at kickoff, they're jumping around, their crowd was louder. And, you know, a lot of that is an advantage of playing in your home stadium. I understand that, but uh, still a disappointing loss. I'm I'm a trophy guy. I, I don't know about you all, but when you walk through a place, you know, like a football facility, more of that hardware you got, the more it, you know, builds you up and it's disappointing when you can't bring that home and i I certainly am i I thought that iowa state was going to win this football game today but wasn't in the cards so anyways 
we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to everything we've done all season long here on Cyclone Fanatic. We're not going anywhere. The portal is a uh, thing right now. Obviously, I would encourage you guys to subscribe to our premium subscription areas with Cyclone Fanatic. We are um, hanging out and doing a lot of basketball stuff coming up. These off seasons now are as enticing as ever. So we're going to be doing all that for you with Cyclone Fanatic. Thank you for watching. We appreciate our great sponsors, Carl Auto Group and Centurion Stone of Iowa. We will be back and we'll start doing our we will start doing our basketball pregame shows like this, and I'll be doing postgame as well. So we'll look forward to doing all that in what should be a really fun basketball season. Appreciate you guys. Uh, give your families my best, and we will be back next Saturday on the stream, I believe, for Iowa State, Oklahoma men's basketball. Have a good day. Take care.